when I think of the classic rich Jew stereotype, I think of Sam Ginsburg. <laughs> so I do think of Sam Ginsburg. <laughs> Daddy Ginsburg. Uh, Daddy Ginsburg. That's probably the beginning of the episode right there. <laughs> Welcome to Bruiseday Tuesday, episode 455. Here is Tyler Dryblatt. Oh, oh shit. I feel like I just like came out of hypersleep into a cool future spa. I like that. I enjoy it. You know, Sam's is so in your face and aggressive. I think it really sets an aggressive mood, but I'm calm and loosey-goosey. Mm. Well, I figured, you know, he's he's had 453 episodes to practice, so... Right. Uh, don't try to play it. Don't try to beat him at his game. Play your own game, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Don't get into a stink contest with a skunk. <laughs> you could have come, come in a little softer, Tyler, and we just could have made this an ASMR episode, but I, it's okay. We'll, you're right. You're right. That net You can <laughs> do that in editing. I'll just turn everything away Sorry, down. Sam. This is an ASMR podcast now. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so as you can tell, Sam isn't here. Um, we're doing the podcast with Jed and Boris. We're going to be talking about the law with these two guys. So, hey, fellas. The <laughs> you law. Brought, you brought two cops on to talk. <laughs> I brought the, the beer police. Yeah, the bootlickiest fellows I knew. <laughs> on no, I'm just kidding. Right. I'm just joking. Right. I think, yeah. Hold on, I have to allow ads. Speaking of fucking cops, I gotta allow ads on this site so I can view the article. Sick. Uh, well, while Jed is allowing pop-ups or whatever, Boris, what beer do you have this week? I have the Long Trail Brewing Company's Northwest IPA. Uh, this appears to just kind of be a. a I think Long Trail's out of Vermont. Uh, this is a 5.5% ABV. India Pale Ale, West Coast style, mm-hmm. a piney resinous cross-country trip with enough, enough malt to make the hops stick, which kudos for the little rhyming, kind of rhyming <laughs> thing. I appreciate it. That kind of rolled off the tongue. Um, I don't know. Seems like a pretty uh, run-of-the-mill. It's kind of light for an IPA, even at 5.5%, but uh, I don't know. So far, it's it's uh, it's it lives up to the piney claim that they made on the can. Uh, very resinous in the nose and in the in the taste, so uh, we'll see. We're, Gross. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, being from Vermont, I have some fond memories of some Long Trail beers, but I don't like a piney or resinous hop profile, so that's too bad. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think they're they're kind of they're not my favorite brewery, but they're the one that had a decently priced mix pack at the yeah. liquor store, and right. that's kind of what I what I go for now. So, for sure, yeah, absolutely. Well, I have something kind of weird. I have uh, who is this even by Energy City Brewing Bistro Smoothie? It's a mango pineapple banana Berliner style Weiss beer. And uh, so I'm assuming this is going to be weird. I have to say, about two, three years ago, I had a Berliner Weiss on the show, and I was like, why is this sour? This shouldn't be sour. 
because I got it confused with the Hefeweizen. Berliner Weiss beers are definitely supposed to be sour. And my my confusion has haunted me for the past three years. So this is the I think this is the I don't think I've had a Berliner Weiss since then. And I, I just had to clarify that before I went into this. Um, but it's 6.5 percent. It um, looks exactly like V8 juice. Uh, it has no head. It smells exactly like V8 juice. Oh, wow. This tastes bizarro. Um, I would not have known this was a beer if you had just given this to me. Um, it's more tart than sour, for sure. It tastes like a... I mean, I'm definitely getting... Hold on. Let me Let me get back in here. I get pineapple and banana for sure. I'm not sure that the mango is coming out yet, but I would be like, oh, this is like some sort of rum mixed drink that you've just given me. <laughs> Weird. Uh, yeah, so it's good, but it's like so not what I consider a beer to be, even within like, you know, the, the 455 beers we've had on this show have ranged the gamut. But this is still like definitely pushing the limits of what I consider an actual beer to be. Wow, mine is also going to push those limits. Uh-oh, oh no, oh no. God <laughs> damn it, Jed. Um, are you done? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm, fuck it, yeah, I'm done. What do you have? I have an Omegang drink. Okay, I do love okay. brewery Omegang. Omegang, okay. I don't know, it could be Omegang. I, I say things weird. That's fair. It's it's spaced on the can, strangely. But anyways, um, I think it's called Project Cider. Oh, okay. Right. Um, it just says Project Cider, and then at the bottom it says Dry Cider, cider fermented with Belgian ale yeast. So I, yeah, so I flew back from Florida today, Tuesday. <laughs> and, um, so when I don't have any beers in my fridge to check before Brews Day, I can go upstairs and check their fridge before <laughs> I have to go out and right. actually purchase a specific beer. And they always have like a ton of Icy Light, a ton of Labatt Blue, and then three random ass beers. <laughs> and one of those random ass beers was a beer I've had on this show already because yeah. I already rated it. So I saw this cider. I don't drink a lot of ciders, even though I love sours. I don't think ciders are very good. But today... I will be drinking this uh, dry cider. You know what? I'm not actually mad at this. Um, it's it's brewed using using Belgian ale yeast like that. I'm 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 saying you're okay, Jed. Okay, thank you. I've certainly done more questionable things on this. Way podcast. worse. Way yeah. worse. And the breweries are real breweries. So. It is. That's true. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it's. I was worried that it could have been in there for like a couple of years and it would be a little weird, but it. It definitely tastes like it's supposed to taste, I believe. There's not a lot of smell to it, but it's very crisp, which okay. I don't know. Some some ciders for me are super, super, super sweet, like Woodchuck, and I just cannot – like I'll have a headache by the end of the, the, end of the, uh, the yeah. glass. But this is actually not too bad. This is well, just a nice, chill, dry cider. Boris, do you, do you like ciders? Do you drink ciders? I don't dislike ciders, but I sort of feel like what you guys just said that like, yeah. I don't really ever want more than like half of one cider. Like, 
Right. I'm like, oh, this is a this is a nice little treat. And then by the end of a full glass or can of cider, I'm like, okay, I'm, this is this is enough sugar for me. Yeah, I. Oh, I'm sorry. Keep going. I was gonna say we actually used to live next to a cider like the Downey Cider Brewery, whatever you call a cider brewery. Um, and we would go there occasionally, and it was cool because they did a bunch of tasters of like weird flavors that they were trying out. But um, yeah, never really capitalized on that because I'm not a huge <laughs> cider head. Yeah, I find that the more interesting, like the more, um, I haven't had a ton of ciders, but the ones that do like different flavors and stuff yeah. are overwhelmingly sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, maybe this would be a good flavor if I could drink more of it. But I, but it's like just too much sugar, just too sweet. So. Well, you know, they do, you are drinking a specifically dry cider, which is supposed to be less sweet. And that's, that's something I t- tend to prefer, although I haven't seen them most places. We went to a, like a pie and cider bar out in California one time, and I was so pissed because somebody told me they had beer, and they definitely didn't have beer. <laughs> but I got like a dry cider out there that was okay, so... Do you do you taste anything like Belgian at all in there? Belgian inspired, Belgian influenced? If I, I mean, it's like it's like a mental thing where like maybe you could, but since yeah. I read it on the can, I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I know where in my palate that is falling, but <laughs> yeah. I'm picking it up completely. So oh, that's fair. Yeah. All I, right. Yeah, I don't think you'd hate this. I, I would try it. Yeah, I would try it for sure. Um, well, we're I said we're all about the law today, and so we're gonna start out with um a, a piece on the beer I think I would hate from foodsafetynews.com. Backer given approval to restart beer sales after deadly outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, deadly, com- you say? Yeah, I, I do say. They really this dropped that word in the sentence like I would, wouldn't notice and would just sort of gloss over it. <laughs> I think that's what Backer is hoping you will do. Um, this comes to us from our uh, friends down South America way in Brazil. Uh, there is a brewery down there called, um, what is it? Uh, fuck, I lost it. Cervejaria Backer. Uh, they make beer down there. And uh, back in 2019, I think, uh, or 2020, um, there was a their beer at one of their factories was tainted by some sort of unpronounceable glycol, <laughs> and uh, it killed 10 people, and it left dozens with injuries, including like facial paralysis, which is not good. Jesus Christ! This That's is from the- drinking like one beer. Yeah. That's like a Bond villain. Like, that's like the start of <laughs> Bond villain. Yes. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, now, we've done stories similar to this before. Like, a bunch of people die after drinking, like, homemade jet fuel liquor. But, like, this was from a place that was, like, licensed to sell beer. And it still murdered ten people. <laughs> which is pretty wild. Um, apparently there was a leak in one of their, like, coolant tanks that got into their beer tank, and that's what put the glycol in there, and I guess glycol is not good for you. Um, what is weird is that what the authorities say killed people is some sort of glycol that the company claims they have never used before. So, 
I don't know. Maybe some science happens, and, like, once you run it through the system, it, like, becomes a different kind of glycol. I don't know. That happens to things. Like, yeah. you know, you take a solution and you, like, make it hot and it becomes a different solution. I don't I don't fucking know. But it does <laughs> seem kind of weird that they're, like, X killed people. And they're, like, okay, but we don't have any X around here. <laughs> they're, like, all this ice fell on people. They're, like, sorry, we just buy water. We don't know anything about that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but we I guess produce and package and transport the beer. I wouldn't know how some crazy <laughs> ingredient could get into it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but uh, I guess they so they started making beer again and they tested like all of their batches and didn't find glycols of any kind. <laughs> they didn't find any poison in these ones. Right. This time it's good. <laughs> would you? So would you? Would you buy this if if because if I was like. Oh shit! Founders fucking blinded twenty people. I would, like, probably wouldn't buy any more founders for like more than two years. Okay, but there's also an argument to be made that if founders reopened under like these very strict guidelines, they are probably the least likely to blind someone <laughs> again. You're not wrong. That's why I yeah. asked the question. That's why I asked the question, Boris. What do you think? Oh boy, I think there would there would have to be some calculus of like how much do I actually like this brewery? Um, yeah. If it was like one of my favorites and I really liked a lot of their stuff, maybe I would consider it. But like, there's too many breweries out there for me to go back to to a brewery that killed ten people. Yeah. <laughs> like blinded others. There are so many options. You don't have to drink anything that's ever killed anybody. Like, like it's not you know. I couldn't. I don't think I could name a brewery that, like, if I could never buy their beer again, my, I, I don't know. Like, I think if this happened yeah. to any brewery, I'd just be like, well, that sucks for them. I'm never buying their shit again. Yeah. If it was like the only brewery in town, maybe we'd talk. But right. Do you so think America would take. Do you think it would be harder to, for them to recover in America or in Brazil? Like, do you wait. think? Oh, it would be way easier in America. <laughs> right. Way easier. I don't know. I think if you kill people in America, that's that's sort of a line. Like, uh-uh. No, if Budweiser killed 10 people, their sales would be affected 0%. <laughs> their sales would go up. Yeah. Especially if, if liberals started right, talking. Right, it depends. Yeah, but, if it, yeah, it totally depends who got killed. Like, if it's 10 black people, their sales are going to spike. Yeah. But can you imagine the Super Bowl commercial they would have to do where they're like, we're so sorry, That's, guys. You're right. <laughs> half in memoriam, half launching their new product. Right? Yeah, the Budweiser Knight like, is standing at a podium and is like, we deeply regret our actions. Yeah. <laughs> Black armband around his gauntlet. That <laughs> yeah. uh, dilly dilly. And, Introducing uh, Bud Safe. <laughs> Bud Zero uh, yeah. contaminants. Exactly. <laughs> The part of this article that says meeting requirements and supporting victims, I was like, oh, let's see what they're doing to support the victims. Does not mention anything about the victims. It sure doesn't. It sure doesn't. <laughs> I think their way of supporting the victims is just making sure there ain't no more poison yeah. in their beer. It said uh, the statement added resumption of beer production will be a decisive factor in expanding medical and financial assistance to those affected. And doesn't really say anything about what that might be. They it's just, like, buy our beer. We have to settle all these lawsuits. Yeah. This is like the Ponzi scheme. Like, they keep on poisoning people, but they have to do it so they can pay the people they've already poisoned. 
Uh, my okay i have one final thought about this which is that it's at foodsafetynews.com which i feel like is just a really bad website to subscribe to <laughs> i like do, yeah who is checking this with any regularity well it's sponsored by marler clark whoever they are hey just it's the bruised day oh. day uh researchers that are deep in the internet finding <laughs> Mar- these- I clicked on it, and apparently Marler Clark are food litigation lawyers. Oh, you fucking know it, baby. Yeah. That's the who checks food, this website every day. <laughs> the food safety law firm. Absolutely. That's right. I just, I do love that about the internet. Like, you can have a website about basically anything. And just because so many people are plugged in, like, you're going to, you'll, you'll have, like, 5,000 hits, you know? Yeah. It's like updates in fingernail clipping technology. There's, like, a community, you know? Yeah. Wow, this is, I'm just scrolling through this website now. (laughs) Jed, I feel like you should subscribe to this website, because I don't know that you've gotten a lot of food poisoning, but you're finding many ways to hurt yourself, and so this would be, I feel like, a good one for you. That's a good point. I do have, like, some stomach issues, which maybe that's just lingering food poisoning that I've got. That's true. Maybe it's food poisoning that's never gone away. Hey. Now that we're talking about you, tell us about some things you've been up to. Okay, I think the the only big news that I have is I I went to Florida. Oh, okay, I've gone on two trips recently. I took two spring breaks. Woo! Uh, yeah, I didn't take any work off, but I went to Aspen, Colorado with my family. I arrived on a Thursday, staying till the next Sunday. So I was there for over a week. The Friday after I got there, I got horribly sick. And it wasn't mm. COVID. I went to like the Med Express place. It wasn't COVID. They tested for mono and they tested for strep throat. It wasn't any of that. So I was just sick as shit the whole time. And it was horrible. But I got a lot more work done than I've gotten done in like the last year. So <laughs> it kind of balances out. Yeah. Did they test for uh, refrigerants in your system? Yeah. They didn't test for refrigerants in my system, but, Mm. well, they asked if they should, and I said, there's no need for that. You're like, I haven't drank drank glycol in a week's time. Yeah, yeah, the glycol should be well out of my system by now. I'm off off the call. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a fun family trip where I was just sick as shit. Um, And then I went to Florida this past weekend, for Passover, Boris, I'm Jewish, uh, so is Tyler. We usually talk about Jew things with Sam, but, you know. On this Easter Sunday? Are I, you, sorry, Easter Tuesday? Are you <laughs> we'll get into it. But, yeah, I went to Florida. I did not get sick. I don't really care about the rest of the trip because I didn't get sick. That was just incredible. Um, so yeah. I have questions, and I'm sure Boris has questions. So. Was it altitude sickness out in Colorado? I thought it was for the first couple of days, so I didn't, like, worry about it. Like, I didn't go out, but I wasn't, like, worried about, like, getting an antibiotic or anything. And then, because I get altitude sickness and, like, horribly dry yeah. throat and all that bullshit. Yeah. No, it was not. It was, like, definitely I had a fever at night. I had, the like, fever dreams that were crazy as shit. <laughs> Um, so yeah. And I'm addicted to nicotine, Boris. You don't know this, but I'm a heavy smoker now. And my body was like, okay, buddy, we need you to smoke one cigarette today because you're going to get a horrible headache if you don't smoke a cigarette. Was it just nicotine withdrawal? It wasn't. It came on too fast. Okay. 
but once I started feeling better, like during at the end of the week before I went home, I started getting better, and my body was like, "All right, here are all the withdrawal symptoms that we've been holding back while you're actually sick." And I was like, "Oh, headaches for days." So, yeah, it's this is a good time. Uh, did you have follow up questions, Tyler or Boris? I know you had some questions. Yeah, what's the? Uh, you mentioned something called Passover, and um, it's also yeah. known as Pesach. Yeah, it's a subject that we pass over on. Uh, oh, I didn't. <laughs> oh, okay. Here, I played golf for the first time in like two years. Ball oh, golf. Do you like golf? Do what? You, Boris and Jed, do either of you like golf? I like playing I, as much as I play, which is once a year. Boris? I have started playing a lot more recently because uh, actually in two weeks, I'm going to Napa, California to play Ooh. golf with my papa. Oh, yeah. He plays in like some tournament every year with like one of his old coworkers, and they invited me this year, which was fun. Oh, you're um, a man now. Never, yeah, I'm going to play four games of golf in consecutive days, and I don't think I've ever played two games of golf in consecutive days. So wow. I am curious to see how my body holds up. Damn, if you, you guys will well give you the you'll be able to take over the company when you're old. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. So I will yeah. I'll have to bring cigars and uh, plaid pants and a little hat with like the kind of flap that goes over the brim. Work on your handshake also. That's right. Yeah. And just say when you meet someone, just call them doctor inherently. Yeah. I uh I hate golf, <laughs> but but I can I feel like if I was any good at it or had like the patience to be good at it, it'd be very satisfying. Uh, but I only played a couple times when I was a kid. I was a caddy. That was my first job was as a caddy. I can see that. Yeah, it's easy. It's when when you mention yourself on the golf course, I definitely think of caddy much quicker yeah. than I do of golf. <laughs> sure. No, I just feel like Tyler has the right like dry, uh, deprecating humor that <laughs> would make a caddy. <laughs> I was a good cat. Well, I don't know about that. But so you were a caddy. <laughs> I was a caddy, but I went out every day. And that's the thing. So there they were go. like it was a weird place. So it was just like a bunch of us who were like caddies. And you just like you didn't get paid like by the place. You you just got paid like if you went out. And so like everybody was like, oh, yeah, like nobody takes out a caddy after 12. So they would just like hang around until noon and then like leave. And I would just be there. And inevitably somebody would come by and I would be the only caddy still hanging out. So I would get to go out. And I went out like every day. And all these other guys were like, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. But they would never, like, go out and get paid. So, wow. I don't know. Did you get super big tips? Was it a bougie resort? Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah, so I have questions because I think I only go to, like, shitty municipal courses. And oh, yeah. I, go, I actually play the most on, like, random weekdays because it's super cheap if yeah. you go on, like, a Tuesday afternoon or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so... I have never paid for a caddy or been anywhere that offered me a caddy. What does one usually charge as a caddy or what do you, cause it's like four hours of your time. Like you gotta, yeah, you gotta get for a big sure. old tip to make it worth it. For sure. I mean, I wasn't like great. And so like, I imagine the people who are like really good were making like more money, but I probably took in like 50, $60 every time I went out. It's not bad for like a, high school job or whatever no absolutely well yeah i was like 13 or 14 years old yeah I was, just... yeah i was making like 50 bucks a day that's not bad yeah, yeah. wow so but, do, you, um, do you 
does a good caddy like you're walking around and they're like what do you think should i hit the seven or the eight from here and you have to like say something intelligent to them based on not knowing them at all yeah for sure and that's why i'm saying like i think the good caddies like like they would ask me stuff about the course you know like how does the green run on this one and i'd be like real fast i don't know like i don't fucking know you know but like i think the people who like knew that shit and like did a good job like i think they made probably like you know 100 some odd like when they were going out but I was just like, here, here's your club, sir. You, know? <laughs> you were just a mule for that. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. That's great. Well, yeah, yeah this is this is the golf talk we've been trying to have so long right. that, we, that Sam has been forbidding. So I'm He would not have allowed this golf talk. No, he would not. He just, all sports, he's out on sports. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, um, what was I going to ask? So I, uh, Jed, uh, the second thing I was going to ask, and Boris, I guess I'll ask you this, too, since you're going uh, traveling. Um, I, I don't think I've really done any traveling uh, since pandemic times. I mean, I've driven a couple places, but that's, like, my own vehicle. What, what was that like? And, Boris, are you looking forward to that or thinking anything about that? I've, uh, I've I visited my folks in Houston, and then... Uh, I've been to Minnesota as well for my bachelor party, and um, it's fine, honestly. You got to wear a mask for like four hours or however yeah. long in the airport, which like kind of sucks. But at this point, I feel like we're all used to wearing masks enough to just be like, whatever, it's fine. Well, I mean, I asked not because like I think you and Jed are gonna be like, <laughs> you know, fucking throwing a fit over masks, but like people are going crazy on airplanes and shit. You know, like I, I don't know. I think that's like a highly publicized minority okay. uh, most people yeah. i don't know i feel like if, if you were like everyone on this flight has to wear this like lobster hat and if you don't <laughs> the plane will get there like an hour late everyone would just put it on because like right. everyone in an airport is just like what can i do to get us out of here the fucking fastest yeah like no one's trying to spend more time in an airport than that's a good point that's a good point yeah i haven't the the flight attendants on my like i usually fly southwest and they're usually like, please wear your mask so we don't have to, like, have any trouble. Like, it's it's more like it's just a pleading that's, like, not, like, to keep everyone safe. It's like, can we all just do this thing? And then sure, sure. I haven't been on any flights with anyone that's had any issues. But in the airport, it's like there are food courts and it's just yeah. a bunch of people that don't have masks on. It's right. like. You might as well not be wearing a mask. In the- no, yeah, for, for so. sure. For yeah, sure. and of course, when you have the food shield, you can take your mask off on the plane to, right. like, take bites of, of your right. peanuts or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> to cough and take a bite of your peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad it hasn't been an issue, though, because um, we had a mask mandate for, like, way longer than most places at the museum where I work, and every day somebody cursed at me about it. So, wow. Yeah. Every single day. Wow. Yeah. I like that they think you made the rules. I know. My, my favorite guy came in and he was like, do you have any, like, free mass? And I said, no, we don't. And he called me a communist. And I was <laughs> like, but you're asking for a government handout. I'm so confused. That was, I hope he thought that through and was like, this will fluster the shit out of him. He did. Yeah. I still think about it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm going to live rent-free in this guy's head for the next Absolutely. year. <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> You're like, do I do I look like a guy who's in charge around here? <laughs> I don't know. 
it really, uh, it, it, yeah, I don't know. Wait, Jed, I have a question. Do you prefer Southwest Airlines, or is it just, like, usually the most convenient direct flight or something? Um, Southwest used to be just the best, I thought. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Day, um, like, all the shit, they're like, and you can do this for free, which is, like, obviously normal. And they're like, you can trans, like, you transfer all the credits on your flight to another flight. You can just cancel your flight and use all that money for another Southwest flight. Um, so nowadays, I don't know what I would prefer, but I stuck with Southwest. They give me four free drink coupons every year. And uh, yeah, I love Southwest, but I don't, there might be better ones. Southwest doesn't have a first class, which my brother Jack was telling me in first class, you get like free drinks the whole time. And there's like a personal flight attendant for you. I don't know what flight, like American or something. And he was like, it's definitely worth the money because he just did it for the first time. So that's going on in my head. He told me about that today. Um, but yeah, I love Southwest. Why? What do you, what do you usually fly? Uh, we, I don't, it depends on where I'm going, but, uh, we flew Southwest. I haven't flown Southwest in like years, but we flew it and the like chaos energy of a set of boarding a Southwest plane. So listeners, Southwest does not assign you a seat like every other airline. (laughs) It's just like a fucking bum rush. Uh, you just check in 24 hours before the flight. And if you miss that check-in by like two minutes, uh-uh, that ain't good. <laughs> you check in and you get your boarding number based on when you checked in. And then right. you line up outside and you go in order of how you checked in. And Which is so funny because like if they just didn't assign you a number, it would like make more sense to me because it's like, all right, just get on the fucking plane. Like everybody on the plane. Here we go. But they're <laughs> like, no, line up and like order one through 156 <laughs> or however many seats there are. And so everyone in the airport's like showing each other their app to like see yeah. what number you are. And then you line up and then it's just like, yeah, by the time you usually get on like every middle seat is empty yeah back yeah the good thing about that system is that one the dream is alive if you get on the the back of the plane that no one's gonna sit next to you like if it's not a full flight and i've gone on a lot of flights where i've sat kind of near the back in a window seat and no one will sit in the middle or sometimes in my whole row like i'll have it to myself or sometimes you get the min- middle empty and the stranger in the aisle and you're like, we did it. <laughs> like, we're yeah. the heroes today. So <laughs> that is not really – you don't really have that <laughs> that excitement yeah. and hope uh, <laughs> when you have an assigned seat. So, yeah. No, that's fair. Um, well, speaking of getting your hopes crushed, <laughs> go to our next article – from times died okay (laughs) no we already did that one (laughs) this one's timesofsandiego.com modern times beer saddled with debt likely to be sold due to litigation wow so modern times which is uh the beer company that i think is known for its um uh aggressively blank cans Uh uh-huh uh is uh, not doing so well Formed in 2013, they've uh, become a pretty big part of the San Diego craft beer scene, but um, they haven't been making money, and the their investors want money back, and so uh, they've filed a lawsuit to uh, basically, like, 
force the well it's not i don't i don't know how, it's not like investors because it's company owned but i guess there's like a group of that those or employee owned excuse me group of those employees that is is forcing the sale to try to recoup like money that they were not making because the company was doing poorly okay it's like a co-op i guess they're like we won't pay you any money but you'll own some of the company and then the company is making money and they're like okay can we have some of that money then i well i don't think the company was making money it was the issue oh never and i i well probably for a little bit but like recently it has been making no money and so everybody's like sell the company so we can have some money please <laughs> that's fair I'm really so, confused so it says it's employee owned which implies that like this feels like a, a spider-man pointing meme of like yes. the employees are like we're not making any money what do we do <laughs> but there's not like a big bad CEO to blame, but there must be some leadership that is like making decisions. So, yeah, I I have to because, and now we're getting to the part about communism that I've never understood. <laughs> uh, because there has to be if even when the employees own the means of production, there has to be some sort of leadership team, and it, it seems like the leadership team is what's being targeted here. Um, it's not in entirely clear, but like, I don't know, I guess there are people who don't want to sell. And so there's a lawsuit by the other people saying, please sell and money me. And, yeah. uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not also clear whether it's going to happen or not. It seems like the leadership folks are open to selling it to some kind of like trust holding type deal so that they'll like keep operating. Um, but I think maybe the litigation just wants it to be sold in general so they can get some Skrilla. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I guess we'll have to see. Yeah. If when, when I hear sold, like that kind of implies that they will still be brewing beer, question mark. Like, what is the outcome of selling it? Uh, well, they could, I guess, just like sell all the assets, you know. Right. Yeah. So I think basically what happens. So when you start like a business, like a brewery, you need to take out a bunch of loans because you need a bunch of money for like a store and materials and employees and shit. Oh, is this their creditors? Not the And so it team? sounds like the people who loaned them the money are like, hey, it's it's starting to look like you're running this company into the ground and like not going to pay us back. So like, oh, we need you to sell the company and basically give us back like whatever comes from it. Right. Uh, okay. That's how I'm reading this. Okay, that makes like more sense with the lenders part. The lawsuit by lenders that will likely result in the company's sale, and then they're talking oh, yeah. about there you go. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It says, okay. It says the employee-owned brewery has been transparent about its troubles, posting updates on his blog on its blog, and I'm just imagining the updates from like these like snippy like <laughs> millennials that are like <laughs> whoopsies. Whoopsies. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna read this. Oops, we leaked con coolant into the beer again. Oh shit, oh fuck. What's <laughs> happening at the wacky brewery today? Okay, so just like who runs a blog in the year of our Lord 2022? So okay, so what actually happened is some some no good communists tried to open up a brewery, but because yes. of their loony leftist ways, yeah. our glorious capitalist lenders need to come and recoup their losses. Yes. Okay. Yes. 
I got it. Oh, we could work there. I think they have jobs. <laughs> no, okay, never mind. The jobs are just what jobs they have, I guess. <laughs> Here are the jobs that are being currently worked at our, our office. Yeah. Damn, this this blog is sad because the there's like three posts that are like, we're fucking done. Sorry, everybody. And then before that, it's just like, look at us cutting up these vanilla beans to make our new porter stout or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Well. But yeah, they're basically just like not making enough money. And it sounds like they, this blog post is just like after two years of COVID, which I totally understand being difficult for yeah. a brewery as well as like every other food and drink place. I, uh, I don't know. I don't really care that much, to be honest. Like, it's, I don't know. You know, I like craft beer and I like loony leftists. Um, but Modern Time, like, their can art was just, like, very pretentious to me. And I didn't really love any of the beer I had from them. Like, at best, I was like, this is fine. What you're so, saying is you trust the market. Hell yeah. The market knows what's best. I've been <laughs> very right. clear. I've always believed that. <laughs> You're you're a fan of the invisible hand. Uh, is that what you call it when you sit on your hand until it goes numb? And then, no, that's a stranger. Never mind. No, that's a stranger. <laughs> I mean, the is... stranger hand, they call it. <laughs> <laughs> he was Tyler was just saying that he never understood about communism the people that had to be in charge. So <laughs> it's like, but, but who will tell the people what to do? That is historically what uh, communists have struggled with. <laughs> <laughs> it does like. I get social, like, I get how heavy taxes can provide a social safety net. Like, I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I don't understand, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I need to read more theory, I guess, is what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, is, that is also something I don't actually know. I sort of assume that, like, you would elect a leadership for the company or something. Like, the CEO would be up for re-election at some point. Right. Which yeah, just, I don't. Well, I know that most of the decisions you would make, like I know other co-ops that are run where basically all the major decisions are voted on, right, by everyone at the company. Right. But everyone still has jobs that are under other people. They right. Have an equal stake in the high-level decision making. No, I, and I I get that to an extent too. But like somebody's coming up with those ideas, you know. Right, and like you can't vote on every single thing that like. Yeah. Uh, executive does in a day like every decision they make so you'd have to like at some point be like we put our confidence in in this person to like yeah answer a phone call and make a <laughs> decision on something otherwise like yeah you'd get no nowhere but, but nobody is listening to bruise day tuesday for our incisive political takes so well, don't sorry. worry about it people all right well know. here's the thing while sam is gone i feel like this is an opportune time to organize ourselves <laughs> that's the, true the tuesday labor union Yes. Oh, is he the oppressor? That's good, because as the host, I thought it was on me. But if we can push it onto Sam, that would work out well for Anyone me. Anyone that's listened to the episodes knows that you're not the oppressor. Okay. <laughs> Sam is very clearly the man behind the throne here. <laughs> <laughs> I see. And we did discuss at the beginning that he's a billionaire, so. That's true. You're right. We get, we should, we got to get paid for this. We should demand, yeah, one quarter of the revenue from first day Tuesday. Wow. Well, one quarter of zero is zero, so. No way. It must cost money to own that website. Yeah, shit. Wait, we might be taking on debt here. <laughs> That's a good point.
That's a good point. I truly so, don't know that, actually. I was going to say, you said it's a shame no one listens to this podcast for political or, you know, yeah. economic views, but that's because they don't, they've only heard the ones with Sam. They didn't know <laughs> what the new direction of the show was. <laughs> I could just say, it's a shame no one listens to this podcast. Just end it there. Hey, Sam will listen to this episode. I've never been more confident that it's going to be listened to than this one right here. That's true. By one uh, person who's not here right now. My, it, turns out, it turns out my mom also listens to the podcast, so take that for what it's oh, worth. Wow. I'm so sorry, Mrs. Yeah. Tyler's mom. Me too. I did not know you listened, and I'm just joking. I love your son. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I was talking to her the other day. She's like, yeah, I was listening to your podcast while I was painting the house. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, anyways, Tyler, when's the first time you had sex? What was that like for you? I've never been with a woman. <laughs> your mom's like, oh, no. Tyler. Oh, no. I raised a loser. <laughs> no, we got to get this off me. Uh, Boris, what have you been up to? <laughs> Oh, man, what have I been up to? I went out for a nice little Easter lunch uh, two days ago. What's uh, Can you explain that? Yeah, what is this? What is this holiday? You see, uh, the Jews murdered someone, and then he came back from the dead, and uh, it was a real cause for celebration, I guess. (laughs) Doesn't sound like he was murdered very well. Yeah, yeah. That was nice of us. That That was nice of us to give you a cause to celebrate. Right. It turns out he was only mostly dead. Oh, okay. What was he murdered for? Oh, who can remember? (laughs) Uh. I think we're getting into radical leftists again. (laughs) Yes. uh, Yeah, the the commune came to a decision. uh, (laughs) He was voted off the island. He was voted off the island. That's right. So did you go to like an Easter brunch, like a buffet style Easter brunch? Yeah, so uh, some friends of uh, my wife's who are at, uh, members of the Highfalutin Country Club invited us to Easter brunch, and it was it was nice. Was it now? Okay, so I've been to Easter brunch twice, mm-hmm. and one time it was good as hell, and the second time it was nasty as fuck. <laughs> so which one was it for you? <laughs> I mean, the thing about Easter is it's not like there's no traditional food of any kind. Like you're not right. required to eat anything specific. Right. Like people do lamb, people do a ham, people do some sort of like roast, like whatever. It's really whatever you want. It's just like, hey, the family's getting together, so let's make a meal. Yeah. So it really depends. But this one was pretty good. That's good. I'll give it yeah. A pretty good. It wasn't like I wasn't like, holy shit, this is the best. It was like mm-hmm. it was it was good. All right. Because right. I went to one, and it was, like, some dope-ass ham and shit, and I was like, this is good as fuck. And then I went to another one, and it was, like, scrambled eggs and, like, cold shrimp. And I was <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? Was it, like, cocktail shrimp? Yeah. So, okay. I mean, it's supposed to be cool, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hold well, on. it is. Uh, are you not like, a fan of cocktail shrimp? Cocktail shrimp are fine, but, like, with scrambled eggs? Oh, like in your scrambled eggs? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, those were, like, the two main, like, things. Like, I'm supposed to eat some scrambled eggs and then eat some cocktail shrimp? That's weird. I mean, <laughs> it's a weird meal, but, like, I like both of those things. Like, I would not I, say no to a plate of scrambled eggs or cocktail shrimp right now. I just don't like them in concert. It's a weird holiday, I mean? if you really think about it. <laughs> it's, 
It Seriously. really is, yeah, because it wasn't, like, co-opted from a fun holiday <laughs> by the Catholic Church. It was just kind of, like, put there. Here's a fun new one that we can... Yeah, it's not, like, Thanksgiving where there's, like, all kinds of food and traditions and, like, uh, co-opted from, like, a harvest festival yeah. or, like, Christmas. Like, it's just sort of, like, I don't know. There's not, like, anything good in season. Oh, in so it's, it's, it's too Jewishy, is what you're saying. Yeah, very Jewishy. <laughs> Easter Easter yes. is the most Jewishy Christmas ho- or Christian holiday. Christmas holiday, yeah, it is yeah. Jewishy. Because when yeah. a Jew rising from the dead, it's like, of course they'd eat the saddest of foods. It's true because there really is only one good Jewish holiday, and the rest of them are terrible. Passover is the good Jewish holiday. Oh, I was gonna say it was Purim. Purim is my Seder, favorite Jewish holiday. The Passover Seder. I mean, yeah, but again, a Passover Seder is a lot like, and and I wonder why, is a lot like the Easter meal <laughs> um, in that there's, like, not a traditional, I mean, there's, like, the, you know, the traditional, like, the haroset or whatever, and, you know, the, the, the matzah, but, like, the tears. People, yeah, and, you know, the bitter herb, but, I mean, people just be serving up wilding things at a, as a Passover Seder. You never know what kind of food you're actually going to get. That's true, but God decreeth that you get drunk, and for that we celebrate. Right, that's and, right. But that's, four cups of wine, right? Yes. Yeah, but that's why I like Purim more, because Purim's the same thing, but with hamantashen. That's true, but you'd have to shake that thing. That's fine. I don't mind. Seems risky. I was told that if that little nub breaks off at the end, I was going straight to hell. I definitely, the rabbi definitely made it seem like if that nub <laughs> breaks off, you're getting expelled from Hebrew school. That's weird. You just had a weird rabbi. Boris, what did your rabbi say about the, uh, the, the shit? I forget what they're called. Noisemakers, I'm just going to say. Are you talking about Sukkot? No, I'm not talking about Sukkot, but good oh, for you yeah, for no, knowing that there's or, a nub around Sukkot. Good job, sorry, yeah, Boris. I, I have uh, on occasion been known to shake a fruit on Sukkot. No, yeah, that's that's that, that was a good pull. No, so um, when you recite well, the... There's more than me about Judaism, so... Boris, <laughs> why don't you get off that and answer Tyler's question, please? <laughs> No, I was trying to distract with the one thing I know about Judas. It was good. I was impressed. That's a deep pull for sure. It was. It was a deep cut. I uh, went to no. a college, a small college in New England. Like I've, I've been around uh, people of the Jewish faith a yeah, little bit. Yeah, fucking, you know my Jewish friend Sarah Eisman, which is weird as shit. Oh yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Really weird. But anyway, no. So when you're telling the um, the uh, the Purim story, anytime Haman is mentioned, you got to crank this noisemaker. Um, but it's like really janky. And so it it definitely feels like it's going to fly off its handle every time you shake it. <laughs> so you got to shake it in control. Right. Not like a Polaroid picture. <laughs> no. Exactly. Not at all. Well, Not at all like that. All right, that. I, I have a question um, about Passover, actually. That is, you leave a cup of wine for Elijah, right? And yeah. And you open? You, yeah, uh, you leave a seat and, yeah, you leave a seat for Elijah. Have either of you ever drank Elijah's wine? I've never poured, I've never been at a, 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 a Seder where we poured Elijah's wine. You've oh, never well, for your homie Elijah. You never poured one out for Elijah? Well, that's no. why he that's why he hasn't come back, Jed. It's just you guys. Doesn't that happen after dinner? Listen, there's a part of the Seder that happens after dinner, and we've never done that before. <laughs> that might be an after dinner part. You're right. Yeah. 
Seder dessert, they call it. Um, no, I've never drank Elijah's wine. I did steal the um, the the uh, fuck. What's it called? What's it called, Jed? That you gotta go look for the matzah in the middle. Yeah, the um, the well, middle mat. Hold on. Think of it to yourself. If you get it, don't say it out loud because I don't know. It's the middle matzah. I just did this like last night. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there's a piece of matzah that you got to like the kids, like you, the adults hide it and the kids got to go find it. And it's like a game. But one time I fucking stole it before they could hide it. And I was the, the king of Passover. Oh, oh man. Oh, the Afikoman. Thank you, Jed. Jesus Christ. Yeah. One time I stole the Afikoman and I was the Passover king. Wow. Uh-huh. I, this year I did the power play of when the Afikoman was found. I pulled my wallet out and gave the person that found it $10. Oh, damn. Wow. <laughs> Daddy Jed over here. Yeah, yeah. It was a real power play, except that everyone is like, all right, you're doing it from now on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, next year all the kids are going to just look at you. Yeah. <laughs> the kids Instead are of, all 23 at the youngest. So it's, uh, you know. Instead of yeah, next year. Yeah, I know year, that there are four questions, and the youngest kid has to ask them, right? Uh, yeah. Tyler, you asked me if there are any updates in my life earlier. I forgot yeah. one. What? This year, my streak of being the wise child was broken. After oh, shit. What might be 25 straight years of being oh, the wise no. child? Oh, no. This year, the wise child was my cousin, Bobby, who's, like, older. And my aunt was running the Seder for the first time ever. She called on him to do it. She does. Her daughter is the defiant child. And I was just shaking my head. I knew what was coming. I knew what was coming. And then she goes, oh, I don't want to make anyone the simple child. And I go, Nancy, follow your heart. And she (laughs) goes, all right, Jed, the simple child. And I fucking knew it. So it was really walked right into that one, Jed. (laughs) I knew. No, I knew she was thinking of me and she didn't want to say it. So here I fell. That was nice of you. That was nice of you. It was a rough year for for me. (laughs) That is tough. That is tough. Yeah. Uh, It's also going to be rough for Sycamore Brewing and Stone Brewing from our next article, charlotteobserver.com. As Jed and Boris hustle to pull it up. (laughs) Too good. I feel like my transitions have been on fire this episode. I don't know about you guys. That's because Sam's not here. I'm not under his watchful eye. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's oppressive. Yeah, he's his his Haman like gaze, one might say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boris, wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you have to deal with all this, but it's, don't worry, it is hilarious. But I'm sorry that, you have to deal with it. Who would who knew okay. that this would be the Jewiest episode? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we reported over the past couple weeks about Stone versus Keystone. Uh, in which Stone successfully sued Keystone over their branding. Well, now the tables have turned. Stone is being sued by a uh, Charlotte brewer called Sycamore Brewery. Um, They claim that Stone has stolen their keep it juicy catchphrase. And I got to say, they have got a pretty good case. (laughs) Uh, Not being a lawyer or anything, I feel like they're going to win. Um, Basically, last August... Uh, Sycamore received a registered federal trademark for Keep It Juicy, which is a slogan that they had been using um, from 2019 with their Juiciness IPA. 
Uh, and that same month, Stone released Hazy IPA with an advertising slogan saying, also, keep it juicy. The fact that uh, they got that copyright or whatever, I feel like it's like an open and shut case, you know, uh, malice notwithstanding or intent notwithstanding. Like, I feel like Stone's fudged. Like, they don't have a copyright. You know, they don't have a trademark. What are they going to do? Yeah. Boris, guide us. I, dude, I don't know. I don't know about this one. IP laws. Woof. Uh, yeah. I yeah. Mean, seems pretty like if you, the, the article opens with pictures of the logo side by side, and it's like definitely suspicious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. So it's not just that it says keep it juicy. Um, the juicy in both is like a warbly, like handwritten kind of font. Mm-hmm. Uh, the color scheme is similar. Um, but, you know, again, like, I don't even think any of that really matters. Just the fact that like Sycamore has the trademark, I feel like it's a, like an open and shut case. They can just be like, "You've done the thing that we have the right to." Right. Yeah. You know? I mean, it just seems like I don't know how far we got along this story, but like, is Stone contesting this, or are they like, "Fuck you, take us to court"? Uh, there is a quote from Stone in here, and I think they just said like, "We're not really aware of it, but we'll look into it." Yeah, so, quote, Sycamore's complaint was the first we had heard of this issue, said John Weiss, the company's general counsel. We disagree with the allegations, but we'll investigate the matter and take action if appropriate and in keeping with our consistent policy of respect for brand rights. I mean, is it is it too optimistic to just think that one designer saw it and they copied it and Stone just has nothing, no idea, you know? And it's just, like, one designer. Like, obviously, the head lawyer like would just not know and if the ceo i would imagine the ceo has no idea you know or something like that anything yeah that's what i'm thinking like it's this could totally happen by accident i guess at which point i would expect stone to just be like our bad like we'll change it right yeah yeah and then end of story and the fact that it's like a news article makes me think stone actually just took it and is like we're bigger than you like we can afford a lawyer so fuck you yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I guess we'll have to we will have to see how Stone responds cuz just like you said if they're like, "Yo, oh, check that out and just stop using it." I would think that the story would end. You know, unless Sycamore is like, "Pay us, pay us dollars," you know. Yeah. Apparently the uh lawsuit that they filed this small brewery starts with like an ode to Stone. They're like, "Thank you Stone for like reinventing craft beer and like being a pioneer in this area because stone, I guess was one of the first like craft breweries, um, which is kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I know a lot of people really like stone. I've never really liked stone that much. I think like they just had one very hoppy IPA at a time when people weren't really doing that. And like, that's their only claim to fame in my opinion. Yeah. But what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't think they make anything like that. I would, run to the store to get like it's just kind of yeah like a hoppy ipa they just did it first i guess yeah so i yeah you're probably right that we're like in the part of this story where we just have to wait around and and see what happens but it does seem like bad timing that stone was just like you know hey keystone copied our stuff 
and now somebody's like, well, you copied our stuff. Just doesn't really look good. Right. Yeah, everyone's just punching down. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, on that happy note, do we want to wrap up this podcast? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Um, Boris, you want to go first? Yeah, I had uh, Long Trail Brewing's Northwest IPA, 5.5%, a piney uh, West Coast-style India Pale Ale. Um, honestly, it was pretty good. Like, I, I had one can. I opened my second here. Um, it is definitely piney and resinous, but it doesn't kind of have that, like, sticky aftertaste that I really don't like that I think is one of the main reasons I avoid these piney IPAs. So um, it actually is a pretty aggressive hop profile, but I think it, it sort of dissipates um, after you take a sip rather than kind of hanging around with that like dank, hazy uh, IPA shit. Anyways, um, so I liked it more than I thought I would. Um, I'll give it a six and a half. Um and I guess I'll recommend it to Tyler because if you don't like piney IPAs, maybe this is a, a decent a decent one to try. But also, I don't know. You know what you like. Do your own thing, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. Next time I'll go in Vermont, maybe I'll take a look for it. It might be cool. Um, I had Energy City Brewing's Bistro Smoothie Mango Pineapple Banana Berliner Style Vice Beer, 6.5% ABV. I was also very surprised by this because it really didn't taste that beer like it really tasted like a banana pineapple rum type drink, but it was really good. And uh, I was like, oh, man, am I going to go high or low for like not be really tasting like beer to me? But I think I'm going to go high. I think I'm going to say this has pushed the envelope of what beer can be in a good way. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm going to give this a nine. And recommend this to who should I recommend this to? I don't know. Folks who think they know, like if you're a person who's like a beer is just like, you know, malty soda water, you should try this. I really think it'll make you rethink what can be done in this in this scene. But uh, a very surprising beer. Jed. Yeah, that's a wow. I'm so shocked by that nine. Yeah, uh, I me too. Yeah. I had Omagang or Omagong Brewery's Project Cider, which is a dry cider uh, fermented with Belgian ale yeast. Um, I didn't say this earlier, but it is 6.5%, so I, I would say a little bit higher than an average beer. Um, let me get my last sip in. Um, I thought that it was... it. it it actually got a little bit sweeter as it warmed up, so I liked the crisp coolness of it, and it made it a little harder to drink as it got warmer. But overall, it was not a super overpoweringly sweet cider. I I really still don't love ciders. I still think of them as, like, bad juice, really. <laughs> um, so for that reason, I would not give it too high of marks i think i'd give it like uh or as you said 6.5 yeah that's about what i was thinking too so i'm i'm gonna copy your exact rating i'm gonna give this a 6.5 i would say that this is one of the better ciders i've had just because it was 
I could drink another one and I don't think I'd get a headache, which is ugh, huge marks, but it's not that interesting. Um, yeah, it was, it was really not very flavorful. It's like they, ciders for me are just like sour apple. Like it's like either sour apple or something crazy, super sweet that I don't like at all. So, uh, underwhelmed, underwhelmed. I'd recommend it to anyone that's trying to drink all of Omegong's brood um, collection uh, just to get that in their pocket. The completionists out there. Yes, exactly. Yeah, if you're trying to 100% Omegong Brewery. (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't have to ask Sam what he's going to drink next week because he's not here. So let me just say thank you to Jed and Boris for being on. Uh, Good episode, guys. I think we did it. Yeah, who needs Sam? Who needs Sam? That's what I cry into my pillow every night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll uh, out the union paperwork off. off. <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, listener, if you want to explain to us how communism works, you can email us at brucedaytuesdaypodcast@gmail.com. You can tweet us at brucedaytuesday. You can comment on links at brucedaytuesday.com. Don't let us keep it down. We'll see you next episode. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Drink the remedy, forget about your problems. Here comes the shot, lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy, forget about your problems. This one's on me, fix you for free. Drink the remedy, forget about everything. This one's on me, got what you need. And take your medicine. You feel- Thanks for being here on the Lord's Day, everybody.